you found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls giving up a huge lead in the first half, a 21-point lead to the Indiana Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Locked on Bulls, member of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Every minute, every moment, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. All right, Pat. That is, by the way, this is Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. And Pat, the team that we have dedicated our lives to for the most part, right, that we've sat here and supported and loved and given our time and create for, they gave up a 21-point lead today. Now, let's frame it. They're still 3-1 and four, three and one in their last four, 11-7 in their last 18. Um, and while I'm not as down on this loss as some Bulls fans are, because, you know, my mindset and what I've been telling people and talking about, the Bulls just have to win the week. Now, this was their loss for this week. We got to go out and get wins against Charlotte and Orlando. But, uh, Pat, how do you feel about this loss, brother? I feel like, and you heard Will Purdue say this in, in the postgame show, um, there's one very key thing that the two team that every team can do to disrupt you in a game, and, and it was exposed extremely, extremely well to me. When the physicality increases, the Chicago Bulls shy away. It's when the physicality... True gets to a point where and, and the the refs were calling this game physical the entire way. When it gets tough, when it gets hard, very much like playoffs will, when it gets to a point where the refs are swallowing the whistle a little bit, the Chicago Bulls shy away. And when the moment starts to get too big for the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Bulls shy away. And I'm gonna tell you what, these moments where the Bulls are trying to win four games straight have been the moments that the Bulls have shied away. Do you know the last time we had a three game win streak? I mean, we had one like a month ago, right? Yeah. You know you know the team that ended it? What? Who? Houston Rockets. Oh, that makes sense. Makes sense. You you're you're a team that is in and we were talking about this ahead of time. They're playing like a five hundred basketball team. They'll they'll they're gonna win. They're gonna win games. They're they're too there's too much talent on this team to not win games. They're gonna win games. But by the end of this season, all those experts who predicted that the Bulls would have 38 wins, 36. Now, some of us was tweaking. They were like, they're going to have 32 wins. Like, all right, dog, we're not going to fall off the face of the earth. But all those guys that said that the Bulls would be a right around 500 team, they, they, they're looking to get proved right because uh, this basketball team, I, I mean, in, in, in literally all the conditions that you should be able to get a win in, can't find a way to win the game. You didn't have your best player. Mm-hmm. Um, if you operate through Vooch, you probably cooked this game because Miles Turner couldn't hold him. I, I, I <laughs> we got to come on here and try and give y'all answers, bro. And I'm gonna be honest with you: there's no logical answers for what's wrong with the Chicago Bulls. 
the, the only thing I can call him is insane because when you continue to do the same thing uh, over and over again with and expect a different result, that's called insanity. And that's that's what I look at this Bulls team with. They're, they're insane. They they go into these games and you come out, you you have fire and you you fight through, and then all of a sudden it turns into the okay, now it's time for me to get mine show. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it wasn't time for that. Y'all y'all aren't that good. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. Um, here's what I see from this Bulls team. This is a team, and I understand it says a lot about where we are as far as our belief in this Bulls team that almost collectively the whole Bulls fan base is almost turned on the team at this point. It's like, hey, y'all do realize we're three and one in the last four, right? Like, it's going to happen. Like, wait, I don't understand what people expect sometimes. Do you expect the team to win every single game? It wasn't going to happen. You do. You can't. You should be able to expect your team to execute. But listen, they are who we thought they were. This is an inconsistent team that doesn't like and, and they did exactly what me and you have been talking about that they've avoided lately. They the moment that the Pacers started pushing back, what did they do? They got away from the team ball. They got away from the scheme. They didn't move the ball around. They got heavy isolation again. Early shots in the shot clock, bad shots overall, not being able to move the ball, the turnovers, like all the things that have been plaguing the Bulls over the course of the season showed up in this game in a major way. And then they ended up losing the game. And and the tough part is, right, it's not like they just I, – I can't give them a pass. I, I didn't expect the Bulls to sweep the week. I didn't. Um, hmm. But, but I, I can't give them a pass because you 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 literally did what you needed to do to beat this team in the first half. And, yes, the defense did increase. The intensity did increase. But it increased to a point where we can't, we can't get a, a freaking – bounce pass to the inside we we can't pass the ball we don't know how to make an entry pass into the post they don't they don't teach that anymore pat what we don't need to make the entry post <laughs> you know what i mean well i guess i guess vooch is one of the few big men left but it, it's just one of those things to me where I, when when i see this team right like the basic fundamental things go out the window first and outside of that, right, like, is this the worst Bulls loss of the season? No. Does it hurt right now? Yeah, for sure. But the fact is, we can say that it's in the contention for worst loss, and there's some really bad losses. You gave up a 71-point game. You gave up 150 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves. You lost to the Houston Rockets with literally half the team did. Literally half the team did. You you just you gave up 21 points to the Pacers. You lost to Washington without half of its team on the court, right? Like we have too many of these games in these losing moments. And are the Bulls, like I said, are the Bulls gonna win some games? For sure. And by the way, everybody who's coming in, they need to blow it up. They're gonna blow it up. They gotta blow it up. No one's blowing anything up. They're not happening. It's not happening. Like we and like I said before, every season Bulls fans get this narrative on something. Last year was Miles Turner and Jeremy Grant, and then no matter what happens, the Bulls. Every time the Bulls, oh, you know what? Jeremy Grant would have fixed that. You know what? Miles Turner. It's not gonna. The Bulls aren't blowing it up. Get out of this mindset. Act like you know this team. This team isn't blowing it up. It's not happening. Yeah, and and. The, the biggest – I think the biggest thing that you saw tonight is just, right, like – and the part that scares me moving forward is that this isn't a blueprint that the teams we're going to play can't replicate. You got Charlotte up next. We know that they can come out and at least be physical. Heck, you got Orlando after that, and Orlando does it to you every time you play. They literally are just like, beat the beat them up. We, we've seen this picture before, and you know what? 
uh, we haven't come out on the losing end of this picture, right? Then you got the Clippers, you got Charlotte again, you got Portland again. Those are all teams that if they go with the beat-em-up mentality, they have players that can do it. So now it's about, again, how do you overcome the obstacle? How do you step up? How do you push through? Because I'll tell you right now, the Bulls look like a bunch of punks out there as to how they was getting pushed around. And I get it, right? At a certain point, you're just looking for the ref to make a call because it's basketball. Mm-hmm. But when, when does it happen with somebody like we all did hooped on the court? You, you, oh, that's how you want to play the game? Bet. Why are you not pushing back? Why you not? Did anybody, who, did, did anybody look tough tonight? Drummond's in like two minutes. I, I, I can't even say that. <laughs> he, he got, uh, what's his name? Gave him a little, Jalen, Jalen Smith gave him a little, little bump to the back and he hit the floor. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, it, it, it's one of those where it's just like, at what point do you look at your opponent standing across from you and just go, hey, you're not going to push me around. I don't know whose game you think you're playing, but you're not going to push me around. Ben Matherin tried to dunk on somebody, made a layup, and then just started talking in your face. That ain't Chicago basketball. What are we doing right now, though? I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. It's... It's bad, bro. Like, and, and, and oh man, it's and they had they they briefly took the lead back. Zach Levine, we you know what? That's what, next up. We got to talk about the late game decisions from Zach Levine in this game, bro. Yep. We have to talk about it because it was some literally some my 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 nine year old son could have made some better basketball decisions than Zach Levine today, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ringo said in the comments, "This team from the birds." <laughs> like legit, bro. Like it's crazy, man. My, I'm telling you, my nine year old son. I saw him cross up his Kermit the Frog stuffed animal the other day. I was like, oh, you got handles. Would have yeah. made a better decision down the stretch yeah. than Zach Levine in this game, bro. Yeah, uh, but again, the corner. <laughs> Before we do that, though, I got to talk to you guys about FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. We have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with a $100, $150 in free bet guarantee when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up for FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All in one app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Pat. I need to ask you a question, bro. I need right now, you you are speaking for the light-skinned community. What was Zach Levine doing out there in the fourth quarter, we bro? Hey, we are the same. We're not the we're not the same complexion, though, bro. I, I got easily about five shades on you. We're not the same complexion, but your dad's as pale as mine. Is. <laughs> Paler in some senses. He just got better beard. Oh, uh, ask the question again. I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> what was your boy doing in the fourth quarter of this game, bro? What was Zach doing, man? Um, <laughs> let's just say Zach does not represent. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he, no, I'm sorry. He's representing he, the stereotype he, of the light skinned community he, right now. Bro. Like, Let's not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. But anyway, um, I, I mean, listen, there's no defense. He looked bad, right? And I thought he would have gave you a better uh, performance in this game, seeing as how he kind of was just basically playing second fiddle in the last game. Um, still had a nice game last game, right? Like, and I, I'm not one of those people that are going to come on here and just, just, instantly bash Zach Levine, uh, his season based on this game. But I, I think that, again, right, it, it goes to the toughness. Uh, the, Zach was trying to do things that when they were running through you to get to the ball, I mean, literally, like at points, um, the, it, it looked like sections of 90s basketball out there, right? Like there was some assault going on. <laughs> and, and Especially on Io. Duarte oh, and Io fought out there. That was a fight. No, we'll hey. talk about that later. Well, listen, no. Well, Io was fighting for his life all night against TJ McConnell. Uh, but but I, I, th- I think the thing with Zach Levine is that, uh, one, I do think the hand is still bothering him. Um, he's playing through it. I think that that's why we're seeing him uh, try to get to the bucket more, Seeing, still seeing jump shots, but the shots have not been falling as well. Um, but I, I think that when – Again, it's the same conversation. When teams play you tough, how do you elevate your game? And Zach Levine already with a handle, right, that that many of us have said is very suspect at times. When I mean, he had three turnovers, literally, and it was just like, what happened? They ran into you, and you just <laughs> lost the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, I look at Zach Levine as a guy that's – you can have those moments. You can play better, but – you didn't do it tonight, and that's been kind of the case whenever somebody wants to be overly physical with you. And I think the one thing to me that I look at is just like, what what happened to that first step, right? Like, they just took the pain away from you completely. I think when Zach gets that step and he attacks the bucket, once he's in the air, he'll go through you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he'll bump you out the way. He'll try to finish the lay through the contact. And if, if a call doesn't come on that, right, then that's a different story. But, like, they were attacking him at the free throw line, attacking him at the point of, uh, at the three-point line, and, and, like, he couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't move. It didn't look like the hand looked like his ankle was messed up. So I don't I don't know what, what's going on with Zach Levine on that one. The last couple of games, he's been kind of had had quarter moments but has not had complete games. Um, and, I mean, listen, that, that's, how you, that's how you lose games like this, right? Like, if you're not going to go to Vooch, DeMar's scoring the basketball and Zach Levine's playing down, Again, you, you the the praise that we gave them for the Detroit game, the Golden State game, and Atlanta game for all three of them getting involved, that didn't happen tonight. Yeah, I mean they they definitely got away from that, got away from going to Nikola Vucevic, uh, where they were finding some success because Vuce was working. Now Miles Turner had a huge se- uh, third quarter and second half overall. Ben Matherin did, T.J. McConnell did as well in this game. I want to ask you this: out of the big three today, um. You know, I'm, I'm going to change that. I'm not even going to ask that question because I already know which way it was going to go. Uh, but, yeah, overall, like, I just did, I didn't like the way the Bulls just got away from the game plan overall. Zach was a big part of getting out of that as well. But And then and then Derek Jones Jr., who had 10 points in the, in the first half, didn't score any in the second half. The Bulls had seven turnovers in the first half of the game, ended up with 16. They got nine more. Like, this was just an ugly game, and the execution of it, even some of Billy Donovan's adjustments defensively, like, he was slow slow to do it. But like I said, the offensive end of the ball, like, it just seemed like the guys just were not interested in running any actual offense once they got punched in the mouth. And that's been some of the biggest concerns with this team. 
yeah. Now I will say Miles Turner was playing out of body, and sometimes that's what you need. Um, yeah. I, I've never known Miles Turner to be a dude that's hitting jab, step, step back, jade in your face, fade away three pointers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's seen that before. I've never seen Miles Turner do this. Uh, maybe he's been doing it down there, and I've, I, I'll admit, right, like all the Pacers games I've watched has been versus Memphis or versus uh, uh versus the Bulls. So <laughs> he hasn't Same. done it much then. You know what I mean? Same. So. Hey, listen, Jalen Smith, you shouldn't have been there. It's still, that's still, that's it. Like, Derrick Rose is how his dunk comes back once a year mm-hmm. for over in Dragic. Like, it's a Christmas uh, for the Chicago Bulls. But yeah, Jalen Smith, get ready for that because Memphis is going to be replaying you once a year for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that, I think the one thing to me that, that I look at in this game from Zach Levine and, and how, you know, you you could have done more. Is we didn't even see him facilitating the ball as well. We didn't even, I, and I think that's the problem, right? Like the Bulls had sixteen turnovers and they had what six assists, seven assists in the game. In the game, how many assists we have in the whole game? No, nineteen assists. Nineteen assists. Okay, that's, that's still not good. You know maybe, how many assists we had in the first half? Wait, it was six assists. you know how many? You know how many assists we had in the first half? How many? 16. We got three assists the whole second half. Maybe that's what I was thinking in the second half of the game. Because I knew it was, I knew it was, a, there was a discrepancy, right? And it, yeah. it's, it's just like uh, the thing that we praised you for the last three games, you just didn't do. You didn't move the ball. You didn't. And, and the biggest part is if this was right, like if this wasn't so, this is a once a week thing for us. If this wasn't a once a week thing for the Chicago Bulls. I wouldn't care. It's the second of a back. There's so many factors that play. It's the second of a back-to-back. You got out early. Maybe you got gassed in the second half, right? Doesn't change the fact they should have won. But there's so many things that I could bring. But this is the Bulls on the beginning of back-to-backs. This is the Bulls on a random Saturday. This is the Bulls on a Tuesday. Is it like, right? Like, there's just random days where it's just like, wow, this team looks amazing. And then you look at it. And you're like, what the heck happened there? How do we how do we just lose that game? How, you know what how, went down on a Tuesday? The Chicago Bulls lead. Oh. <laughs> oh man. I thought it was going up on a Tuesday. I yeah, know. well, it's not the Bulls. They're not going up. We're not going up. It's not happening. I didn't know people were going down. Never mind. But uh <laughs> I think at the end of the day, brother, honestly, right? Like, I I'll ask you this. As you see this team, right, they have the they have the wins versus Golden State, Atlanta, Boston, right? Like these are these are our last few wins, Philly, Brooklyn, all these guys. Mm-hmm. But they lose these games like this. Yeah. What does that tell you about the rest of this season? Does that give you faith that the Bulls will actually be able to right? Like, I mean, if you beat the good teams, you should feel good about it. Well, I tell you what, it doesn't. I, and I said this: we should be going into a stretch where we're confident. The Bulls, counting this game, ne- their three next three games are on the road against sub five hundred teams. This may be the most difficult stretch for the Chicago Bulls because the sub five hundred teams cook us. That's what that tells me. <laughs> what is our record for sub five hundred teams? Bro, it got it got to be like six and eighteen or some some stuff like that, bro. Like it. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's, um, it's been a tough season, man. Yeah, I, I'm trying to see if I can pull up the splits here. I know there's a website that does it. I need to pin that website. Um, I guess uh, maybe maybe not. Maybe not. Or maybe don't I just worry. 
website is anymore. I don't know, dog. At, at the end of the day, to, to me, the, the biggest thing that this team can do is just move on, prove us wrong. Very much like I said with Pat Will, prove us wrong. Um, show us that you're the team that we saw before and not this team. Hey, because here's the thing. If this team just rears its ugly head every now and then, ah, that sucks. That's a game we should have won. Ah, that sucks. But you can't keep doing this. You can't, right? Like, you have to get to a point. This this was a playoff implication. This was a moving up in the playoffs. You, you could have leapfrogged the Indiana Pacers here and – gotten to a point a team that lost seven straight by the way and gotten to a point where you're starting to move in the right direction that you know what's funny the, i just looked it up the bulls right now are 22 and 25 uh-huh. um on teams above 500 see that that must change that must change this must be not when we played them because it says that we are 15 and 16 against teams below 500 but that i, I don't know if i trust that I mean, I can see that being right. But it also says we're seven and nine against teams over five hundred. We have more wins than that against the top teams in the East alone. We're eight and one against the top teams in the East. Yeah, it might be one of those things of um because when we beat Brooklyn the first time, right there with the bottom of the East. Mm, okay, right, gotcha. It might it might be the um at that time that at we played that them. time when we played them, right? Because our first Makes win versus sense. Brooklyn, Brooklyn was terrible. Um, when we beat Boston, Boston was kind of at the top of this early in the season. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Hokage said, the Bulls are the Cowboys of the NBA. Nah, bro, I, I said this. Thank God we're not Cowboys fans. Because at the end of the day, uh, we come into every season as Chicago fans with a certain level of expectation, and we just hope you exceed it. You know, outside of C. Red Fred, there's not many people that came into this season and were like, championship seven's on the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he did that video. I mean, that I episode this year, bro. This year. I don't it know. is I funny. <laughs> Every year since I was like 20 years old, C. Red Fred has done an episode on why the Bulls could win the title that year. And I think this is the year he stopped doing it. That's crazy, bro. Hey, man, Fred. You, you, if you're okay out there, Fred, blink twice. <laughs> um yeah, so we're good. gonna we're gonna go into the last topic for today, Pat. So we are. I know we touched on it a little bit briefly there, but let's go ahead and get into it a little deeper. The next two games now for the Chicago Bulls, as we look towards the end of this week, um, against the Charlotte Hornets and uh, Orlando Magic. How much faith do you have that the Bulls can win these next two games? And like I said, that's been my motto at this point. Can't what what percentage are you giving it that they can still win the week? Um, I think they'll tie the week. I, I give it a, a title week. Okay, that's fair. I, I give it a fifty percent chance that they'll win the week. Um, I think they'll be Charlotte. I'm pretty confident they'll be Charlotte. No one's left, right? Like, like at least here, right? Like, I came into this game like, watch out for Ben Matherin. I literally said, watch out for Ben Matherin. He can cook. He's cold. Watch out for Ben Matherin. They ben Matherin said, LeBron got to show me. You think he worried about Demar Derozan or Zach hey, Levine? No. And then showed LeBron. Yeah, and then he actually LeBron. showed LeBron. <laughs> Moses was like, hey, bro, you better back that up. And he did, and nobody talked about it. You know what I mean? Um, they did. He did win off of Andrew Nimhart uh, game winner, t- light touch. But uh, I think we'll beat the Hornets, and I think we'll get cooked by Orlando. Orlando is exactly the kind of team. Orlando's been implementing this game plan. Yeah, they, I think their originators of it dated back to last season. 
bro, this ain't a new game plan for Orlando, right? And now they got Paolo Bancaro, who I'm going to be real with you. Nobody on our team can stop him. AC, hey, listen, for not for nothing. I need I need to address this as well. Um that that, that was supposed to be the grit and grime dude. He the dude that made the last turnover. You 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 can never trust anybody with, with a bad hairline. Anybody who goes bald in their mid 20s, they're not trustable. Because you gotta ask them, you gotta ask what demons are they going through to where God took their hair at such a young age. Hey, bro, I it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go go with Caruso here, but <laughs> what demons are you dealing with? The God took there. That's oh. tough. That's tough. No, I, I bro, like it. It it's just there's there's literally like. <laughs> I, I just watched this game and I was like, the, the toughest dude isn't even tough, right? Like Alice Caruso is supposed to be your tough guy, committing a lot of fouls. Hey, why? It was supposed to be uh, Tristan Thompson last year too. He's supposed to be hey, our good. Every every tough dude we get. First off, let's stop getting tough dudes from California. Uh, stop doing that. Let's stop getting dudes that have been anywhere near Kardashian. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, let's, oh, man. Let's, just, let's just relax on all of that, right? Like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, the the, the hard, I, I've said this. We talked about this coming into the season. Who was going to be able to show the do the dirty work? Who was going to do the? There's no one doing the dirty work. Sometimes there's five Carusos out there. Sometimes there's one Caruso and he's fouling all five players on the other team. You know what? What? Never mind. I was about to say something. I can't say it here. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, we 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 don't. And I mean, every once in a while, right? We go, we show up, especially with Javante, Derek. They'll come in and do something. And then Caruso will show up and do the dirty work sometimes. But it's like, like you said, we'll, we'll get five to six good games of Alice Caruso, and then we just get a white dude from California. Two to three every night. I don't even know if he's from Cali. Is he really from Cali? I just said it because he was on the lake. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No idea what this fuck is. I have no idea either. Where is, where is Alice Caruso from? Let's see. Keep keep it going, though, bro. I mean, like, honestly, right, like, there's nobody on this team that can guard the uh, Paolo Bancaro. He's from Texas. Oh, you, you're supposed to be way tougher than that, my boy. Come on now. Uh, there's nobody on this team that can guard Paolo Bancaro. There's, there's nobody on this team. Alice Caruso is the white Pat Beverly, and nobody wants to talk about it. We're going to move past that. Uh, <laughs> nobody on this team. Just just a lot of energy. Just a lot of energy making plays. He'll be a plus 27. Just, just look at it and just be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. 80 million's a lot. Um, oh, whatever he's made. I don't even know. <laughs> But there's nobody on this team that can hold down the Orlando. This is what happens when when y'all lose by 21. We just start trying to make jokes to feel ourselves, to make ourselves feel better, bro. It's all we got left. It's all we have. It's over with, bro. It's over with. Hey, and this is the tough part. We really do both love AC. I, oh, yeah, I love AC I as love a player, AC. bro. I love Javante. Y'all just be killing me some nights, bro. And DJJ gained some weight. Um, I don't know, bro. What's your prediction for the rest of this week? 
Man, listen. I think we beat Charlotte for sure. Um, I'm actually going to say that we do beat Orlando as well. And I'm going to say, you say who do we have to guard Paulo Banchero? I think we see. I see. Think we see the Paul against the Orlando match. <laughs> you know why I said that, right? That's, that's the dude you throwing out there against. Him. You know, you know why I said that, right? We, we slowed down tonight. <laughs> who, who, who did he remotely? I seen Muzz in the comments too earlier on, on on your on your post game and on the Breeze post game talking about why wouldn't you put the paw on Ben Matherin? Ben Matherin has sixteen at that point already. <laughs> what, what was the paw doing? Well, well, Patrick Williams did guard Ben uh, Matherin on five possessions, and Ben only scored on one of those possessions. So I guess that may be why they said that. But the way the the rhythm Ben Matherin got in in that fourth quarter, he would he would have. P. Will would have had to shoot him to stop him from scoring. Here's <laughs> like, real talk. This real talk. Like that's the only way that it would happen. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I mean, like I, I don't, I don't foresee. And the thing is, right? Like Pat is a good. I'm not saying he's not a good defender. But when Muggs make any shifty move. That boy lost. Well, because his lateral quickness is absolute oh. trash, bro. Like absolute trash. Like you, all of a sudden, hold on. We do got to talk about something with P. Will. He's fast. Did anybody actually running in the running in a straight line? Yeah, he is actually fast running in a straight line. That's why I always say lateral quickness. (laughs) This man took off on Ben Matherin. Yeah, to the bucket and like four steps. I was like, when did he get speed? No, he he. That's why it's always lateral quickness. Like he can't move side to side. He's the opposite of a crab. He only can walk back and forth straight. He can't he can't move side to side, bro. You get you do this in front of him. He's on the floor, bro. He won't even know what happened. It won't won't know what happened. Oh, I foresee a lot of uh, jumping at pump fakes versus the Orlando Magic. We only play them next. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, we got to worry about the Charlotte Hornets for real. Like it, it's gonna it's it's gonna be. Listen, bro. All I can say is this. Uh, you, you can easily tell what Charlotte Hornet teams is going to show up. If Jordan is on the sideline sitting down, and if he has on a white coat jacket, they're not going to win. They, they can't deal with the pressure. They, they can't, can't deal with the pressure. Now, is this is this pants Jordan with cowboy boots, or is he wearing his own shoe? It's his own shoe. Oh, he got, oh. now if he, if he's in if he's in the box, the owner's box, they'll win. When he's on the sideline in the suit, he's not going to win. <laughs> that, is wild. that is kind of what they always win. I'm just saying, bro. Like, there's something to it. All shook. They just be like, hey, man, hey, Jordan watching you. Dang it. <laughs> Let's get out of here, bro. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You follow me on everything at Pat the Designer, bro. This is it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad out here. It's, it's actually not. It's the tough part. We won three in a row, lost one. It's not that bad, but it's, it's not bad. that bad. Uh, thanks for making Locked On. Oh, first that. You can follow me at CEO, Hazen, C-E-O, H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game in the Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game in the Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Lock On can deliver. Follow Game in the Game NBA on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We out, y'all.
Patrick Williams is fast.